Okay. 34 new cases. Jesus Christ. At least we're getting tested already. Dati di tayo nagtitest kaya wala tayong cases. What, what do you think, Wilkie? From a 24-year-old millennial on the cusp of being a Zoomer, Gen Z. Huh? What are your thoughts? What is your thinking about it? Hmm? We're on the eve of... Uh, of Armageddon, uh, March 14. In a few hours, uh, the uh, CQ or community quarantine is going to go into effect. So I have a uh, varied uh, panel here: uh, 24-year-old uh, millennial slash Zoomer Rebecca, my daughter, and her and her boyfriend uh, Roberto, who is. Uh, Approaching 30. <laughs> and of course, my son Josh, who is approaching 40. And me, who is, uh, I'm still, I'm not yet a baby boomer. So approaching 30. I'm still Gen X. So, uh, so what's our percentage? What's the percentage now of deaths? Uh, 8 out of 98. Oh, at least that's. Uh, Less than 10%. We started at higher than 10%. What's the global average? Like 0.03% deaths. So uh, on the one hand, at least we're getting tested. So the number is uh, growing. On the other hand, the mortality rate is too high. So uh, we're expecting it to grow even higher in the coming days. Let's see if this uh, community quarantine is going to work. Some people say it's not. Some people say hopefully it will. You went to the malls. What, is like? what, what was it like? Uh, because of COVID or because of the panic buying? It was very largely empty at the Aura this afternoon. The funny thing is it was the oldies who were out and about walking around the 60 plus, 70 year olds. Come to think of it, The, of the four clients of Cherry today, yeah, three were senior citizens. So that's Tony and Guy in Tony and Guy in SM Aura. Uh, my wife Cherry had four clients, three were senior citizens, and only one was, uh, was uh, not a senior citizen. So it's the oldies who are out in the malls. They have nothing to lose. They're just like, fuck it. <laughs> I live my life. Might as well look pretty. Go figure, yeah. Um, the restaurants were largely empty. The shops were largely empty. The one that had a lot of people was the supermarket. The SM supermarket. And there were quite a lot of people at Ace, the, the hardware store. I spoke to my good friend. He once worked with me at, in uh, TND as an assistant coach, as a data analyst. And? Jules Templo. For you guys out there, if you want to taste the best pizza in the in Metro Manila, check out Gino's Brick Oven Pizza. That's the pizza we're eating now. <laughs> But he said all we need to do is adjust dinner time. Dinner is now from four to six, so lunch will be served at maybe 10 to 11, then dinner four to six. Just adjust. Well, we grew up with curfew, my generation, but our curfew was 12. 
That's why we learned how to eat dinner early and have parties early because we had to be home at 12. My solution is intermittent fasting. <laughs> and it saves you food. <laughs> so, Rookie, intermittent fasting is for you now. I think it's too early. I think 8 is too early. Maka dapat 9 to 5 man lang. 8 hours. Yeah, eight, I think 8 p.m. is too early. Parang OA naman yata. So, it's quite a different. So, if people are just going to go out in the morning, and I don't get the point. I think it's easier to control people in the morning when they see them as against in the evening. It's going to take a lot more from the, you know, from the authorities, from the police. Yeah, so that, that's the point. That's the point. Uh, we shall see if it's going to work. Well, uh, as of today, it's still dependent on the LGUs, the local government units. They still have to enact the ordinance for the curfew to take effect. We really had a lot to say. I have nothing. I like to talk about something else. Okay, we made a mistake. Uh, it's not point zero. It's the global uh, rate of mortality rate is about 3%. It's like 5,500 deaths over... 148,000 uh, cases, so we're uh, right around a little below 10%. So, what are your thoughts on this, Mr. Uh, Roberto Vea? <laughs> uh, my thoughts on it, I'd say, I'd say the mortality rate is higher than what data currently suggests. I think a lot of the data hasn't been as accessible as it has been in European countries or North America. So I think the World Health Organization and other, you know, other institutions that are trying to help out in terms of the data are, trying, are, are not getting the full picture in China. So I think as we see how we tackle it here in the Philippines where we have a round of 10% uh, now, mortality yeah. rate, I think it's... It's much more a threat than we uh, than we initially thought it was. Uh, you mean here in the Philippines or globally? I think here, I, I think globally, but also if I if I may add locally, I think the fact that a lot of our senior um, seniors have ailments such as diabetes, yep. right? That is connected to you know uh, our our connection to rice, our love for sweets. Uh, I think that plays a role. I uh, rice is basically sugar. Yeah. And it when you look also at like healthcare, I think this is where your healthcare system gets tested the most. I think a lot of the fatalities have been in hospitals that perhaps you'd not consider as a grade. Uh, I think uh, I think one was in Mindanao, right? Yep. Uh, one was also in Pampanga. I think today there was one in Cagayan de Oro. Yeah, that was the one in Mindanao, right? So, so, yeah, I just I just hope that the people who are getting treatment are getting equal sort of like attention and quality of service from from uh, from those in the you know in the field of medicine. Hmm. In North America, I don't know about the states. I have a <laughs> message with two of my agent and scout friends there. They said that one, one is actually sick. I don't, of course, I won't name him. 
But he, his doctor said he can't get tested, so I don't know what's happening there. Everyone's freaking out in the United States right now, so I don't know how much better they are off than us. I'm confused, but how sometimes there are some places are saying they can't get tested. There's a shortage of testing kits. Yeah, I think the, the model of the testing is South Korea and I think Germany to some degree. Yeah, because they have the, the drive-through testing where you don't have to go to the hospital. Uh, I heard in the radio arena, Korea, South Korea is sending us dog kits. Yeah, like that, that, that quick good. test kit. Yeah, um, so I think the, the difficulty also here is that in order to get tested, you still have to go to a, to a hospital. So you, you risk you know, exposing yourself to medical staff, people in the ER, unlike in, in the other countries where they're already what is isolated. What are the repercussions on tennis? Let me ask you, Mr. <laughs> tennis, <laughs> all these postponements. Yeah. Uh, so I think they've canceled the tour for the following six weeks for now. Uh, so tournaments such as the Indian Wells tournament all the way up to Monte Carlo, which is played on clay, has been cancelled. And there are discussions on cancelling the French Open as well. Uh, but people don't want to speculate because there is a possibility that, you know, as we've seen with SARS, that the disease can also die out. So uh, that's what I... So there's still a chance. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure on the on the medical details but on the scientific details but they say that most of these coronaviruses eventually you know once you get into a period of containment that they do die out so hopefully hopefully how about basketball NCAA why is it out why can't they just postpone it for a while and say that they'll resume when it's transpositive yeah yeah the Brazilian right so Josh, what is it? What were your agents, uh, agent friends saying on the US NCAA? Why did they have I to don't know, but you know, it's it's hard to 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 speak for them. Um, I know that a lot of these um, organizers would say just need needs to induct force majeure so that they they won't pay more than they should on on. Uh, on these planned events, you know the venues that they that they um, reserved. That they booked. Uh, so, so they have to wait last minute, or have to suspend it uh, totally, so that they can invoke force majeure on, on, on those contracts. But I really can't uh, speak for them. I can only speak for myself. I'm not even. We're none of us here are experts on on the field, the the medical field. But I can say we're all sportsmen, mm-hmm. and as you know. A person, a, a, a sports enthusiast my whole life, uh, I've been to every sport you can imagine. Boxing, soccer, darts. I was a fan of the WWE and all these events are, are stopping, canceling here again, and not to mention uh, basketball. I was just in TNT. My last TNT practice was two days ago. And you can see a lot want to take precautions, but at the same time, nobody wants to stop training. We built all day, we built our team, we built our uh, fitness for the start of the season and then nobody wants to take two weeks off, a month off, just to start all over again. Because as you know, it only takes one week of not working out for you to lose your conditioning. So yep. it's tough and what do you do? Because 
right now, reality is really, real life is really hitting us, us sports men and women in this room, because for all our lives, sports has always been our there. It's a constant. It's a constant. It's a constant. It's an it's escape. It's a given. It's an escape out of the problems of real life. You know, there there are political problems. We don't really give mind them because okay, TNT versus San Miguel is on. Yep. Um, there there are oh, issues here and there. You know, SARS before MERS. Yeah. Let's let's just watch the Super Bowl. There's a boxing fight, Pacquiao versus uh, Thurman, or, or or what have you. There's always something on TV. There's always something you click on. You know, a, an article to read about on sports. But now that sports has almost totally been eliminated, now we are we are forced to just face real life, and real life is what's it's what's happening right now. We, I've, I've been inside this sports bubble, if I would say, for too long. And now that bubble has, burst. has been burst. Somebody poked it and it's burst. Now I have to look at real life and, oh no, I, I haven't been looking at this at all. You realize all of a sudden. So that's really new. That's really new for, for everybody, at least for the people I know, myself, most especially myself, who's just been, you know, entrenched in sports almost all my life. I think sports is the is the great untouchable uh, throughout history. It's touched now, right? I mean, <laughs> you've seen sports go on through wars, yep, through yeah. you know economic crises, economic crises, political and, uh, upheavals. What's, 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 what's that nice um, Christmas um, ad? It was a World War Two, U.S. Germany yeah. Allied Germans, and then it was Christmas. There was ceasefire, they exchanged chocolates, yeah. and then they started playing soccer. Yeah. So even in the middle of sports, against the coronavirus, they didn't play soccer. So what's your point? No, I think the, the fact that we're coming into August, you know, August is in our, our sights, and we have you know, the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, and the possibility of it being cancelled, um, is had you said that you know months ago that would yeah. be unthinkable right so i mean it's 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 not just a way of i mean canceling the olympics has huge implications to you know as josh said athletes and the industry um some sports you build your whole life around an olympics yep. right i mean Basketball, tennis, you're very lucky because you have pro leagues. Yeah. But then in the field of athletics. Well, pardon the interruption. Our, our pizza from uh, Gino's uh, just arrived. So, yeah, you were saying, Roberto. No, you were just talking, Coach, about how the Olympics is really the main event for majority of athletes. Now, you know, forget basketball or maybe tennis where you have the pro leagues or football, football where you have the Champions League and the World Cup. But, you know, for people like, let's say, you know, the Usain Bolts of the world, the Michael Phelps of, of the, the world. The swimmers, yeah. This is, this is your chance to make a name for yourself on the grand stage, right? So, so those, those two boxers did not turn pro. They are career. Yeah. So far, Can career amateur. So where do they make money? Yeah. They qualify to these international tournaments and none bigger than the Olympics. 
that's another one. the efforts of Heidelin, Diaz, Carlos Yulo, EJ Obiena, those yes. are the qualified uh, athletes already for the Olympics. And let's not forget it only happens every four years. Every four years. Right? So how many Olympics do you really have in you? And some of these Especially people are at their peak, yeah, right? Correct. Especially Carlos Yulo. Yeah, no, no. The, the window for a gymnast to be yep. at, at his or her very peak, peak. is very small. So, kumawabala pa tung Olympics ato during his prime. <laughs> wow, sayang naman. So, uh, that's, 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 that's the effect of this whole thing. It's really bigger than uh, all of us combined. So we just got word, which is already 111 from 98. We just jumped. Now we've got 111 uh, cases. This is real time, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, we're, we're taking a look uh, at what's happening. But it's still the same number of deaths, still, still eight, right? So what is it? Is this the... The staying in the quarantine podcast right now. <laughs> things to do Perfect. when you're uh, at, at home. Uh, yep. Well, like I said, you know, there's like, starting yesterday when I stayed home, I, I've been able to do a lot of things. I was able to write an article. I signed up for that marketing sales funnel thing. I was able to, to well, I was able to work out, so... And now we are going to drop this podcast, which is just episode two. So there's a lot of things that. that yeah, it's uh, very funny. I just finished doing for TNT. So uh, for TNT, our basketball team, I designed four separate groups. So we were supposed to go on um, skeletal workouts with four different groups that won't interact with each other so that we can control exposure, stuff like that. But with this um, quarantine or with this um, lockdown, I think we're forced to just really stop for at least two weeks or a month, which is tough. Yeah, even as uh, Tony, yeah, we've done, we have team A, team B, so that they won't even see each other in the salon when they shift. So that if suddenly one gets one gets uh, infected it's not going to paralyze the operations but now they're saying it appears the malls are going to close we're still waiting for word uh, there's still no clear word and you know we hope like they say nothing is more challenging than not knowing we, we wish we'd, we'd know for sure so uh, but th those are just our issues now continuing practices operation of salon Imagine the other issues of, of our country. Yep. So I just can't, ima can't imagine their dilemmas, the dilemma right now. Agility. I think as we as we enter these you know these testing times and uncharted territory, it's it's hard to think of an Olympics not happening. Yep. So 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 basically now the Olympics is taking on a whole new symbolism. It's not only the pinnacle of sports, but if the Olympics goes through, that means mankind has gotten over the virus, has licked the virus. Grabe, no? Now suddenly everyone is looking at that. Iba na yung Olympics. Now we're looking at it as 
if it pushes through, that means we've licked this virus, we've licked this corona thing. Like so, we, uh, we have two amateur boxers. Yeah, they're in. Fight. Yumir. Yumir Marshall and Sinesti Petesha. Sinesti Petesha. So yeah, so just thinking about our countrymen, mga kababayan natin. Mga problema na dinadaanan nila ngayon, I can, I, can just, I, I can only imagine we are just blessed right now that these are our only problems right now. We never know what will arise in the following days. It's, it's, it's history. In fact, we're just we're witnessing history now. We'll be telling our grandchildren, what were you doing the day the world shut down? Yep. Shoot. It's it's really it's really uh, you know very concerning because today one of our people in the salon said, "Sir, paano kami kikita for kung magsasara nga if if the if the malls are gonna shut down, then the business will shut down. How are they going to make money because they essentially are on a uh, daily wage earners, and for them their commissions are very important and the tips they get that's that's really the bulk of their compensation." Obviously, on our end, we're going to make sure they get paid. They're, they're, they're going to get paid their basic salaries regardless all through March. But they're really going to get a hit when their uh, commission from their services that they do and their tips get, get taken away from them. And then, so I really hope our, our government would uh, prevail upon banks and landlords and malls to give people breaks in, in paying even the utilities our utility companies hopefully they can also give breaks just for one month I, I, I heard uh, an expert of the field I don't want to butcher his name <laughs> but um, this guy's name is um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of the Joe Rogan experience but he was talking to this guy, Michael Osterholm, who's who's an expert in the field. Oh. He's he's a bio defense and infectious disease expert. Wow! At the University of Minnesota, he's just saying that we all have to be prepared because we have to understand that this is just the beginning. Oh, we are just at the beginning of this all, so we have to prepare and expect as so. So, time we should prepare, like for, you know, for the next coming days. Like, like this is just the beginning. Doctor Fauci or something in the U.S. That's what he said also to CNN. It's just the beginning. It's just beginning in in the U.S. It's just starting. It's gonna get much worse even before it gets better. So, I guess the best we can do is, is pray and hope for the best. Uh, and one of, the things he, one of the things he said was, yeah, it's really going to suck for everyone for several months. And, so, and some very unfortunate. So really, got to brace people. Just do what you can. Research. My wife is a nurse who specializes in infectious diseases as well. Infection control. Sorry, I just got corrected. <laughs> That's why she controls you very well. So just reason do your own research we're lucky we're in the age of internet so even if we are in our homes we can still stay connected not like in the in the early ages well, I wonder what what happened during these quarantines during the the black plague and stuff like that they just stayed home not knowing anything that would be tough well your mom and I were used with the we're used to curfew 
Except it's this one, uh, like we said earlier, this is just too early. What say you, Rebecca? Come on, rookie. With that being said, yes, okay. PLDT is giving free speed boost to everyone in Metro. <laughs> <laughs> Working. <laughs> <laughs> no really. No really. What is your? What are you thinking? From a twenty-four-year-old, what are you thinking? It's entirely new to me. I don't think I've experienced anything like this. Oh, I only hear it from the story. No, not even you know. A curfew. Yeah, the curfews. The it's it's only things that I hear from my parents. And to actually experience it, I can't fully grasp it even still. So it's still I'm very in denial that these are the measures that we have to take right now. So um, it's also hard to sometimes take it seriously because you know you see so many me in the age of internet. There are so many memes. There's so many um, you know fake news even on social media. So yeah, it's very new to me, really. Well, maybe it's also time for us to, to plead to everyone to please, please, please stop spreading fake news. Yeah, like we were saying, please uh, make sure you verify before you send it and forward Viber messages, especially if you post on social media. Uh, to the titos and titas of Manila. Oh. Please confirm. <laughs> yes, please confirm first. Uh, Especially to Barangay Reyes. There's always one Tito or Tita in our family Viber group. <laughs> Shout out. Tito. Oh, it's in her jeans. Yeah. It's in the Reyes jeans. Oh, by the way, that's um, special guest. <laughs> our special guest. This is Cherry Reyes, Batonigo. Any uh, final words? What are your last words, Mr. Vea? Mr. Roberto? My last words? Uh, Just for this episode, because I think we'll be back here tomorrow since we're not doing anything again at 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, starting from where Rookie's, Rookie left, um, how, you know, I, I read an article about how World War II veterans are, uh, or people who have lived through the war in wars in Europe have said this is very similar to those you know, curfews they had when the Nazis were, were bombing London or some cities, oh right? So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, this is a very difficult time for everyone. Um, it has, you know, affected our daily lives from sports to, you know, how we, how we move, how we interact with each other, how we work, right? Um, so as much as there are effects there and economic effects, there the social effects I think as well are are very important to highlight. Um, so my my question actually, my parting question also was, I read actually that part of the lockdown is that barangay captains are cutting or taking down basketball courts, basketball rings. And oh, yeah, gross, gross, right? yeah. Right. Ooh. So, in order for, to, in order to <gasps> cruel to to uh, to make people to not to discourage basketball, it's what? does that make sense coming from two of the biggest, you know, or well, one like important basketball? You, you, you can't have distancing in basketball, or else that's bad defense. 
Yeah, one month lang man. Let, that's okay for me to put down those goals as long as after the uh, one month they put it back up because you know in the Philippines basketball is life. That's true. That's true. Pero pag nagsusuting ka lang mag-isa, there's no contact yeah, there. Okay. I guess know, the balls can be unsanitized. Yeah. Um, Anyways, those are my last words for this podcast. For this podcast. But we're back tomorrow. <laughs> You see, you heard it. Yes, we have nothing about, else to do. We'll talk about beauty. Oh, hey. Okay. 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 Of, of everything, but all we can do is be good citizens and follow. That's the only way we can help the country through this. Yeah. Follow the rules. Um, pasaway. Uh, as early as now, may nakikita na akong mga Facebook comments <laughs> or Facebook posts. Some of my friends, especially my... my uh, high school buddies. Not even. Not but, even. You know, I, I have a vast um, spectrum of... of of, of friends and a lot of them are saying na yung mga takot lang daw tinatabla ng virus kaya na nothing gets out so parang di ba huwag na natin pairalin yung mga ganun natin reasons at least give give this a chance because because if we don't then 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 nothing will happen you know we will just fail yeah for me take advantage of this time work on yourself work on your skills get that sleep Bawi sa tulog, rest, recover, uh, read up, and then take this opportunity to just uh, get better. And yeah, uh, do everything the government is asking, social distancing, washing of hands, stay home. And we'll see you again next time. Gino's Pizza is up. Maybe that's tomorrow. Ciao. <laughs> Bye now.